Hey, everybody, you're listening to the Cross Culture Podcast, where we have conversations to help Christian leaders create a cross culture in their church. Wherever you're listening from, we hope that this conversation helps you take the next step of embracing God's beautiful, diverse vision for your church. Let's dive in. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Cross Culture Podcast. Um, this is Pastor Philip Pinkney. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Pastor Will. How you you feeling, sir? Man, I'm feeling good today, Pastor Philip. Good? Yeah, how about you? <laughs> I'm better than I deserve, man. Hey, amen. <laughs> oh, man, well, let's dive right in. We ain't wasting no time with these people. Let's, let's get the people what they want. Today, we're going to dive into something a little racy. Okay. Some might say <laughs> a little, uh, double a little entendre. <laughs> Where are we going today, Pastor Will? Yeah, we want to be clear today. And um, something you might not know about the Cross-Cultural Collective, but has always been true, Mm -hmm. is all of our multi-ethnic church planting focus is exclusively focused towards non-majority people. Mm -hmm. So basically, all of our lead pastors and the residencies of programs are all focused on minorities. Yeah. So you got to be a minority to lead a church go through our residency in the cross culture collective. Yeah. Why is that pastor Philip? <laughs> Why is that? Throw all the hate my way. All yeah. right. Uh, so two things, one is you may not know this, but we say it all the time. This cross culture collective is more than a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. This podcast is really a platform to get the conversation going. Um, but we've, we, we're launching some residencies We're launching cohorts. We're doing funding stuff. Like we really are serious about uh, being part of a multi-ethnic church planting movement mm-hmm. and throwing all of our weight um, behind that, not just as a collective, but even as our respective churches that are represented here. Um, and so you may, so just to put that out there, you may be wondering, okay, what does that mean by residencies? But in order to qualify mm-hmm. for residency, through our church planting residency, um, through our churches, through the Cross Culture Collective, you have got to be a Melanie. minority. Melanie. <laughs> That's a better way to say <laughs> it. Messing. Got a little color, you know so what I'm saying? Try to add, add some lightness to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you got to be a black around person. Um, and not that you can't be on a staff or a sending right. team or all the other things, but we want the lead communicator, the lead visionary, the lead leader to be a black or brown brother. Yeah. Right. Um, and we are ex- almost like to the point of being exclusive about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had that just as a, by way of how serious we are about this. Uh, we've had this come up in our church where we said, Hey, as radio, you know, we want to plant more churches, but we want to plant more churches led by non-majority people. Mm-hmm. And so the question, even from our church came from like, well, what if we got a, a, a white guy who wants to plant a multi church? Like we would yes and amen that, mm-hmm. but we would partner, we would partner with them with another church. Mm. You know, um, I mean, I know plenty of brothers in this city that would love the opportunity to walk with um, a white brother who wants to plant a, ch- a multi-ethnic church. Right. Yeah. But here's here's the reason why. Here's the reason why. Couple couple numbers for you. Right. Two thousands ish data. Um, but eighty seven percent of all multi-ethnic churches, which have at least uh, have at least 20 percent non-majority participation, 87 um, percent are led by white pastors. Which that statistic shocked me at first when I heard yeah. it. In some ways it makes sense, and in some ways it shocked me. <laughs> some ways it doesn't, right? Yeah. 87% um, of all multi-ethnic churches are led by white pastors, right? Um, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing or a good thing. It's just something to know right? in this space. It's just something to know. Um, now, mind you, one of my favorite pastors, Vance Pittman, right? He's now over the, uh, the Sin Network. Um, he was our lead pastor of a very diverse church in Las Vegas. White boy from Alabama. There you go. A great preacher, great communicator. Like he's dope. Like he's what I mean, I'm like, those dudes he's good, right? Yeah. So I'm not saying it can't be done and it can't be done well even. Right. 
But there is a gaping hole in the reality of minority-led multi-ethnic churches and even the preparation for that. Um, here's what I mean by that. Yeah. To my knowledge, to my knowledge, right? I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, please, somebody let me know, right? Because I, I really don't want this to be true. But to my knowledge, the residencies at our churches and the residencies at Cross Culture Collective are the only church planting pipelines built for minorities who want to plant multi-ethnic churches. Mm. Now, I'm not saying we are the only pipeline that will take those folks. I'm saying, I believe, to my knowledge, we are the only, uh, in North America, we have the only church planting pipeline built exclusively for Mm. those folks. Black and brown brothers who want to plant multi-ethnic churches. It's built for you. Yeah. Right. The, the, the elements of the residency, the funding structures, how we launch, all those things are built for you. Mm. If that's you, who you are. Yeah. And to my knowledge, that's the only one on planet Earth, <laughs> yeah. which is shocking to me. Right. 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 Um, shocking to me. And so so this isn't a diss to our white brothers and sisters who are co-laborers in this work. Mm-mm. This is just seeing an opportunity of hey, the, the white guys who want to plant multi-ethnic churches. They're probably going to be fine. Yeah. Right. They've got the the existing systems, the structures, the existing networks. It's fine. But there's a there's an underserved population of potential leaders who do not have a place made for them. But they have to oftentimes fit themselves into the existing pipelines, existing residencies that aren't going to equip them to to lead multi-ethnic churches. They've then got to go through that residency to get the funding, to get the support, get the connections and then figure all this other stuff out on their own. Yeah. And I hope you hear, because what we're not saying, what Pastor Phillip's not saying is that, again, that it is wrong yes. to be a white <laughs> pastor who desires to plant a multi-ethnic church. We actually think we need that's lots of beautiful them and good, and we <laughs> yeah. want you in the game. We need you in the game. We need you in the game. Yeah. yeah. So I think you just got to hear that. But what we're saying is what we, as we look at, again, he's, a, he's recognizing that there is a hole, and we're trying to fill that hole, fill that gap to try to make sure that we go, okay, as we look into the scope to go, what is the most effective way we might yeah. reach this? I mean, to reach the America, to, to, to reach uh, people with a multi-ethnic church expression. Well, we need to actually have a space where we can design it intentionally and specifically for black and brown people, yeah. for people of color. So, so what is, that's what we're doing. Yeah. That's what we've chosen to do mm-hmm. because we think, it's a good thing yeah. to do. We're not saying it's the only thing to nope. do. We're not saying you're commanded to do it, that you're wrong if you're doing something different, mm-hmm. but we're saying this is what we're doing. Absolutely. And I'm going to throw some Bible on in a second. Yeah, but, throw some Bible on it. Um, let me give you an example of what I mean. How I'm not anti the other options. I met with a church planner. We were talking about the other day. I met with a church planner the other day. Um, and uh, this white guy came out of a really healthy church planning system. Residency process was landing here um, in the city to plant a church. And I was like, cool. He wanted to meet with me because his desire was to plant a multi-ethnic church, right? And I was like, cool. I'm, I'm, all, I'm about that work. Let's grab lunch. Let's grab coffee. Let's do all the things, right? Yeah. Um, so we sat down, uh, grabbing lunch one day, and we got to the part of the conversation. We was like, hey, man, I feel really burdened to plant a multi-ethnic church, right? Mm-hmm. Now, once again, white guy from out, out, of the ta- out of town planting a church. I'm cheering him on. I'm here to help, right? And I said, okay, cool. In order for me to, like, help you, I need to know what kind of help you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So I asked him the question that I oftentimes ask, like, hey, how committed are you to your church being multi-ethnic? And I kind of gave him a range. I said, on the beginning of the scale, like, hey, man, it'd be cool if it happened. Like, I'm going to launch anyway. We're going to have church right. anyway. But it'd be really cool if it happened. Are you there? Are you kind of maybe more on the place of, hey, I'm not going to even launch until we have a core group and a team that's diverse. Like, I'm that committed to it where I'm not even going to take the next step 
until we've got the right bones, right? Yeah. It's like, cool. Or are you to the place of saying, hey, I'm so committed to this work, I will actually partner and become an, an assistant. I'll, be, I'll become a second chair pastor. Mm. If I can find a qualified black or brown brother to lead this work, I will actually hand over the funding, the resources, the people so that he can lead it and I can be number two. Mm. And I said, where are you on that scale? It's not a right or wrong. I just don't right. want to give you bad advice. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so he's like, ah, I'm kind of in between one and two. I said, okay, cool. Let me help. And I, we began to talk, we kept the conversation yeah. going. I didn't walk out mad. I didn't tell him you ain't committed to the work. It's just cool. Just, I just need to know where you are. Right. Right. Because I'm, I'm yes and a four. I'm yes and amen for any church planting, by the way. Mm-hmm. I'm yes and amen for any multi ethnic church planting, by the way. <laughs> but I'm also realizing that, man, there's a, there's a shortfall in like right. this, this, this type of church planting that's led and spearheaded by um, black and brown brothers um, to plant multi ethnic churches. And so I see a gap and I see an opportunity there. I see an underutilized pipeline of potential um, for those brothers who oftentimes don't have a place to go. And I say, okay, that's where I want to focus my efforts, but I'm a yes and amen and cheer on mm-hmm. all the efforts on the entire spectrum because yeah. I just want churches to be planted and I want more churches to be planted. And so, um, so anyway, to your point, Pastor Will, like we're not saying if you're not doing it this way, then you ain't doing it. Yeah. That's not what we're saying. We're not saying you're sinful. We're just, we're just carving out a piece of the conversation and the need that we see as being under addressed. So some people could hear what we're saying right now and go, okay, well, that sounds a little bit. <laughs> like reverse discrimination yeah. like 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 i think it can bit. and i don't even fault everybody like yeah it can sit a little uneasy mm-hmm. with that kind of commitment to a practice like we're choosing to do yeah so throw some bible on it. you said you might throw some bible I, let, me, let me just because once again if you listen to the last podcast the cross and cross culture right like yeah. you ain't got to leave go, the book go back <laughs> go yeah. back you ain't got to leave the bible to do this work and so here's here's so I could go to uh, Acts chapter six, right? I think that's an easy passage, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's a group of widows, the the Greek speaking widows, who are not being cared for appropriately um, in the distribution of food. And so they this is where deacons came from, by the way. Is the, the elders are like, man, like we should spend our time in the word and studying and preaching. We shouldn't really be working in the food closet, right? And so the food pantry. So he said, hey, let's appoint people, servants, diakonos, right, deacons who can serve in this role. Mm-hmm. And it's incidentally that all the names of the brothers mentioned are all Greek names, mm. right? Now, people like Greek names. How you know it's Greek names? If I said, hey, I met a, a homeboy of mine, and his name was Tyrone, <laughs> right? like, okay, it might be a white guy, but it's probably. But you know, you know, like, yeah. So even in our culture, we know how some names have cultural connotations, right? So we don't have headshots of the, the first deacons, but we do have their names recorded in Scripture right. in Acts chapter 6, and all of the names are Greek names, to serve Greek speaking widows who felt like they weren't being served well. Right. And so is that the first case of biblical affirmative action? I don't know. (laughs) But it just seems wise of how there's a group, there's a, there's there's some members of our family who are feeling overlooked. Right. So let's go above and beyond to make sure that we're even dispelling the thought that we're treating them inappropriately. And I think this is huge actually, because a lot of times in when people even Enter enter into the conversation on cross culture or multi ethnic. You, yeah. you 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 can le- you can feel uncomfortable because you're like, ain't we all the same? We shouldn't really account <laughs> for this stuff. Like, let's just pretend. Yeah. But but what the passage you're referring to speaks to the fact that the early apostles accounted accounted for for ethnic, economic, linguistic Absolutely. diversity. Yes. In the way they even appointed leaders. Mm-hmm. And so again, we're not saying that every decision. 
Like that's what you got to do just like that. Yeah. But we're saying that was a factor for them mm-hmm. and we think it should be a factor for us. And that's what's leading Absolutely. us to do what we're doing. Absolutely. So let me let me use my favorite passage about this though, because the uh, X is a kind of an easy one to go to. My favorite passage on why you should account for culture in ministry decisions is Acts chapter 15 and 16 mm-hmm. council of Jerusalem. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, you know, where I'm I going. He, he's do. a scholar. You know where it's going. <laughs> Acts chapter 15. All the uh, apostles come, uh, Paul joins them or whatever, and they have this big conversation about, man, are, are Gentiles really a part of this thing? Mm-hmm. And if so, how do we function? Because once again, entire Judaism said, we, we can't eat together. We can't be in the same space together. Like now we have churches doing communion. Like these were cultural hot, hot moments, mm-hmm. right? And so they say, look, we just got to decide once and for all, are Gentiles included? And if they are, how are we going to function together? Yeah. Right. And so, man, you got some beautiful preaching about Peter, by Paul, like, man, with gospel alone for salvation, the Holy Spirit moves on the Gentiles. Like, he's telling the story of the sheep falling down. Like, this beautiful exposition about how circumcision in particular is not a necessary sign of the covenant. Yeah. Right? And that's why, that's why um, Paul's language in, in uh, Galatians is so strong. Those who wish to mutilate you, we wish that they would mutilate themselves. Like, he yeah. was anti this because of the conversation, man. Circumcision ain't it, right? Mm-hmm. He has this whole conversation. And they decide, okay, cool, Jesus alone for salvation. But so that we can function together, let's stay away from idol, you know, food sacrifice to idols. And bl- like, they came up with kind of a working piece for all the people, right? But yeah. they were very clear that these aren't signs of inclusion in the covenant. It's Jesus alone, grace right, alone. Right. Cool. What's the very next thing Paul, thing Paul does in Acts chapter 16? <laughs> As your boy circumcised. <laughs> he he says, thing. Timothy, I want you to come to me on this mission trip. Right. Oh, but by the way, you got to get circumcised. Uh-huh. And people think like Timothy is young, but Bible young means like 30, right? <laughs> he's not a teenager, right? Yeah. So he's a grown man. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, hey, I know we about to preach Jesus, but I need you to get circumcised right. first. Why? Because it would be a cultural barrier to the people that he was going to. Right. Like Paul wasn't joking when he said, hey, to the to the Jews, I was a Jew. Mm-hmm. To the Gentiles, I lived as one without the law. Like I became all things to all people so that I may win. Like that was not a metaphor for him. Right. He took that serious. He's doing real things. And if you wanted to do ministry with Paul, <laughs> right? Hey, bro, there's some, there's some, there's some, your mom's a Jew, your dad, I'm not sure about like. Right. There's some people saying some things about you, whether you were really, you know, legit. So here's what we're going to do. It's fascinating. I mean, like, again, the idea that the Jews were debating circumcision as a covenant, as maintaining a covenant sign and would be required for the Gentiles. Yeah. Like a lot of scholars are going to say it's because there are these cultural markers. Mm-hmm. And so to become like really they were it was an invitation for gentiles to become jewish yes. and to embrace not only the faith but a culture yep. and to say you actually have to assimilate to our culture Absolutely. to which it's cool because the bible is very clearly says no 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 mm-hmm. we're all one in Christ Jesus Galatians 3:26 however it however the oneness <laughs> does not yeah. remove cultural differences because yeah. of what you're saying yeah. and that's what's so crazy about our bible it's so dope yeah. is that there is this oneness in regards to our identity but mm-hmm. then there is a uniqueness in regards to cultural expression that the bible still maintains and talks about and describes and we see you just brought up two great examples mm-hmm. of the way not only is it recognized yeah. but the practices of the early church are influenced distinctly by different cultural expressions. Absolutely. And so like, let's not, I mean, you might, you could get on Paul, like Paul, man, you just preach the gospels alone for salvation. Well, how are you going to circumcise Paul? Cause he realized culture matters, man. Like mm-hmm. 
This stuff is not unimportant. Right. It matters. And pastors and leaders, you know, if you've ever had a, a shooting in your city, a racially charged crime or incident in your city, you know, if you're a white brother or sister, how hard it is for you to have to in that moment lead. Yeah. And how oftentimes you wish to take to, to get the, the, the black guy on staff to say something. Right. right. Yeah. Um, like, so we get that culture matters, even in when saying true things, even when it comes to shepherding, we understand that those things matter. Revelation seven. Um, I think we, we jump to the tribes, nation, all, tri- all tribes, nations and tongues worshiping around the throne. But we forget that Peter saw those things. Mm. Like in heaven, he saw racial and cultural difference. Mm. Like, how did he know all nations? Mm. He was like, oh, that person looks different than that person. Yeah. Like, so even in heaven, in, in that vision of heaven, at least, good. ethnicity and difference and race is maintained because it's not the problem. Mm-hmm. Ethnicity is not the result of the fall. Mm-mm. So it's not going to be undone. That's right. In the new creation. That's right. That's right. So, I mean, like, so let's just be real. Mm-hmm. So all that to say, we can't color blindness. It's not a, it's not an attribute, right? It's not a fruit of the spirit. Um, it's not even a goal of the ministry. Um, and I'm not saying that just because you are black or white, you have some innate strengths or some innate weaknesses, right? right. We know culture is a real thing that's beyond race, right? Um, that's why ethnicity is not just racial. It's culture and all those other things. Um, we know that those things all to be true, but there is a, I think there's a hole in, the multi-ethnic church movement where most of the leaders are part of the majority culture. Mm-hmm. I think that's just a blind spot. Yeah. Right. If 87% of the lead pastors of multi-ethnic churches are white, like imagine if you had an, if, if 87% of your church was one thing or another, yeah, you would probably push the other way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you wouldn't man, be a multi-ethnic church. Yeah. <laughs> you, know you wouldn't be a multi-ethnic it church. Is, it is interesting to think like actually that the, the leadership of the multi-ethnic church is the most ethnic. <laughs> I mean, that is actually, that's fascinating. If you think about that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I gotta stop and just think. <laughs> the leadership of the multi-ethnic church is not multi-ethnic. It's not. And so there's there's an opportunity. And I think part of the reason why it's something as simple as funding systems, right? So the residencies that the Cross Culture Collective wants to launch are fully paid, fully salaried um, positions with enough money to 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 maintain a family, mm-hmm. right? Why? Because most minorities struggle to just fundraise. Yeah. Right? A lot of these pipelines require you to fundraise to go through them. Or because they pay you a small stipend and you either got to work or raise money to go do it. And we just know that historically that funding model does not work for minorities, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so so the, even the entrance into the residency has to be different if we're targeting a specific people, yeah, right? And what we talk about isn't just theology, right? It's it's the Bible in the, in the newspaper, right? This mm-hmm. idea of how do you engage the world around you, right? with meaningful theological thought, but also helpful practical guidance. And so even the stuff that's talked about and trained for what we're training for is different because we're targeting a specific type of church with a particular type of people. And so, um, so I'm not saying it's the best or better or necessary, the only way to do it, but I'm saying there's not in my knowledge, there's not another pipeline on planet earth that targets black and Brown leaders to plant multi-ethnic churches. Yeah. That's just built for that. But we need that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need that. And so that's why the Cross Culture Collective is insistent about there's lots of other options for everybody else. There's no option for the black brother, the brown brother who wants to plant a multi-ethnic church. Yeah. There's nothing that you can Google to say, okay, that's just for me. Yeah. Until now. So we just say if you are a black or brown brother or sister out there and you're curious about church planning or you know somebody. Yeah. 
reach out. Yes. You like, like, let us know, send us an email or something, hit us up on social because we want to get to know you. We want to start building relationship and connections and just recognize this is something that's, that is designed for you. Absolutely. It is designed for you, which I can just tell you, you know, that's, that's something. That's something. It's something to recognize. Okay. I'm coming into something where I actually like, cause the work is, the work's difficult. It's hard. We talked about that yeah, yeah. a ton of podcasts, but but it's just recognizing, okay, like I get to come and for a season have something that's designed specifically for me mm-hmm. to help me continue and fight for this work. Yeah. That's, that's who we are. So if you're listening to podcasts, you're like, hey, I'm, I don't want to plant a church or I'm not a black or brown person. What can I do with this information? Let me tell you two things. One is pray, pray, pray. Put this on your prayer list, man. Um, once a week, pick a day. Um, I, I had a brother of mine, uh, Pastor Nick. Shout out, Pastor Nick. Um, he asked me before I planted Radiant Church, he's like, man, how can I pray? Like, how can I help? How can I support you? And I said, hey, man, would you commit to praying for me one day a week, every week until you die? <laughs> he looked at me, he was like, until uh, you die. <laughs> I like, do it every day. They ever do it once a week, every week until you die. And he's been doing that for, for almost seven years now. See, that's dope. And he'll text me every once in a while. He's like, all right, today's the day. I'm praying for you. Like, that's a real thing, y'all. That's a real thing. Would you commit to just pick a day during the week and just like, you know, I'm going to pray for God to raise up black and brown brothers who want to, who feel called to lead and be a part of the multi church. Cause honestly, we talked about the cost earlier. Like it's, it, it's a different cost for a capable, gifted, called black or brown brother to oftentimes leave their black context, leave mm. their Spanish context, leave their, um, you know, Korean American context and say, I'm going to leave this place that needs me mm-hmm. to now be a part of this multi-ethnic thing. Yeah. It's a cost. man. It's a cost, man. It's a, it's culture. Like, man, we need you at, at, you know, <laughs> at this AME church, we need you here. Yeah. You're gifted, you're called, you're talented. Like, we need you at the black church. We need mm-hmm. you at this type of church. Mm-hmm. And for you to say, nah, like, I'm leaving this thing that needs me and doesn't have many other options um, for many reasons and to go into this new multi-ethnic thing. Like, so pray for God to raise up brothers who have the courage and the calling to go do that. That's the first thing. Second thing is, man, financially support this thing, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. you can be the friends and family that they can't fundraise from. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's right. I, man, I told my mom I was planting a church. And I was like, hey, you going to give the support? And she's like, but when you start. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> like, I'm not going to give to something that don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> like, what you mean? Like, black folks ain't giving to something that's about to be real. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, once you start having services, let me yeah, then yeah, ask. Then let me know. <laughs> let me know, right? So if you're out there, like, man, I can I can go to crossculturecollective.com. I can donate something. I can give 20 bucks a month, right, to, to go towards a residency or whatever to help yeah. fund a guy. So you could be the friends and family that oftentimes our black and brown brothers don't actually have, Amen. right, um, to support them in this work. So um, that's two things. The other thing is, man, if you're listening to this, like, and you're like, hey, I'm, I'm a black and brown brother. I feel called to play in the Multan Church. Yeah. Like, we're launching the official residency later this year, but, like, hit us up now. Right. Go, don't wait. Like, hit us up now. We'll do what we can. We'll get you connected. We'll encourage you. We'll pray for you. Like, you know, we'll get, you know, crosscoachcollective.com. Hit us on the contact form. Be like, hey, man, that's me. I want it. Yeah. Right. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll respond to you, man, because we want to be about this work. Once again, it's more than a podcast. We want to be part of the multi church planting movement, and we specifically want to empower black and brown brothers to lead this work, to lead this work. So Amen. final thoughts, Pastor Will. Yeah, you heard it here. I mean, that, we're, <laughs> we're doing, we're, we're doing something. We feel like the Bible makes, makes room for this. Mm-hmm. And we really are hopeful that kind of like this, this section of the, this section of the ministry of multi, yeah. at multi-ethnic church movement, cross culture work, that, 
that this could be a very meaningful contribution just for some black and brown brothers to be like, yeah. I have a place. I have a place. I have a place I can be trained for this work. Absolutely. Just yeah. for you. So, so we just want to be clear. That's right. We don't want that to get lost in all the other conversations we're having. Like we're about one particular thing. We're about empowering black and brown brothers to plant more ethnic churches. That's right. That's what we're about. Now we need lots of friends. Lots, lots of prayer partners, lots of supporters, right? Um, but that's that's our target audience. So if you know somebody, if that's you, know that you got something that's just for you. Yeah. All right, y'all. All right. We'll pick back up with some more practical stuff next week. Hopefully this has been helpful. See you later. All right, be blessed. Hey, thanks for joining our conversation today. This podcast is a resource of the Cross Culture Collective. If you want to learn more about who we are or what we're up to, you can visit us online at crossculturecollective.com or on all the socials at the Cross Culture Collective.